So, Miss Felicia, I'd like to start off this interview with asking you what inspired you to become such a success. Um, I was kind of forced into it. I took an early retirement in uh, 2020. Uh, just like with everybody else, the pandemic came. I had no intentions on retiring at the age of 46. Um, but I said three years prior to the pandemic that if the company, which I work for a major airline here in Atlanta, Georgia, I don't know if you want me to say the name, I could, it's Delta Airlines. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but oh, you're good. <laughs> they were offering a, a, a package. And I remember three years prior to the pandemic that I said, if they ever offered an early retirement package or a package, um, that I would really consider it because I would be at the age of, I would be able to get all my benefits because you needed to be at least 10 years to get all your benefits. So 2020 came and like everything else and everybody else, they had to make some very hard decisions. But this time uh, they presented a package and an offer like no other. And I really, really struggled with it because uh, during uncertainty times, you don't know if this is the right thing to do. Um, but I was getting actually physically sick, like with panic attacks, making this decision. And I knew if it got that serious for me, that it was time for me to make uh, a major change and uh, just take a leap of faith and do it. I had um, really, I didn't really consult with anybody because I didn't want anybody's input on that decision because I didn't want any to blame anybody if the decision didn't go well. So I just took a leap of faith and I took an early retirement package and I never looked back. I never looked back. Wow, that sounds like you had a major mindset change. And Absolutely. It sounds like it worked out really well for you. It did. It did. It, and it was scary. Um, but I'm always one that likes to pre-plan. So before I left Delta, um, I signed up for a course. And one of the things I had to understand is why are these companies so invested in data science? And what was the major... Uh, reason for them spending such loads amount of money. And so I went back to school. I took a class at Georgia Tech here in Georgia, in Atlanta, and I took a data science, data analytics course. It was for six months. Uh, it was very difficult because I hadn't been in school in years. My degree is in hospitality management. And so um, it was a struggle, but I met a lot of interesting people and I learned quite a bit. And so I wanted to be able to take that information that I learned and apply it to the rest of my life, maybe even how to help other people uh, find out what it is that they can do, how to find the data for that information and how to utilize it to grow their business. So yeah, I went right into learning and then building my business. I'm glad you did. Uh, people, being able to motivate somebody or being able to build a brand around motivating and helping others, that that is true hospitality your degree didn't go to waste see you're yeah. still in the business of hospitality even yeah. if you use data science or anything else like that you're still in that hospitality you're still helping people mm -hmm. and that well, i graduated uh college in 99 i interned at walt disney world and i uh opened the rich carlton on uh, canal street in new orleans so hospitality was something I kind of grew up on because I'm from Louisiana, you know, that's the hospitality industry. So I just kind of like uh, pivot out of the hospitality industry once I uh, moved to Georgia and that move was due to Hurricane Katrina. So everything has led to where I am today, starting over, 
uh, understanding what starting over is and not being scared to start over. Um, the fear comes in how you're going to start over, but not the start over process itself. Yeah, it's just finding that that niche, yeah, that, absolutely. that thing that you only you can do, only right. you can fill and mm -hmm. taking that step forward. That's right. where a lot of entrepreneurs get hung up on mm -hmm. is finding their niche and being brave enough to take that step forward, even and, if you don't know what you're doing. That niche <laughs> You're you're excited about it, but do you? How do you find your community that's going to get just as excited as you are about mm -hmm. what you choose to go into? So that's been my struggle. Um, yeah, but I've always been one to help and motivate and push and and do all those things. So um, that finding your niche is your biggest obstacle, but there's a science to that. So understanding what it is that you think you're good at versus what you're good at and then implying that applying that to your business is two different things, you know? Oh, right. absolutely. Uh, so what do you, what do you like the most about the work you do? Is it helping others or is it something more primal? It's really pretty much helping others find their way. Uh, the reason why I chose what I do because I'm 48 now and so I got a lot of questions when I did type the early retirement is how did you do that? Like, you know, what did you do or what could I do? Or, you know, their curiosity is what led me to really go hard on uh, encouraging others. That is just simple, a decision to make the change. Um, once you decide to make the change, we can work on the other part. Um, but some people are scared because when you're my age, you're used to a cubicle, nine to five um, structure. And entrepreneurship is non-structural, right? Like you you have to be disciplined. So there's a, there's a lot comes with starting a business or revamping or even pivoting into another career. A lot of times when you get to a point in your life, you're just looking for happiness at this point. And so if a new career or a new adventure or just saying I need freedom and space and I don't want the outside world dictating what I should do. How do you manifest it? How do you bring that to life? So my biggest thing was always showing others it's scary, but it's doable. It's just a decision away from changing your life. That's amen to that. That's <laughs> absolutely correct. If, uh, if you can't find the way to pivot your mindset, you'll never be able to achieve success in anything you do. Not at all. Um, For me, I think a lot of times we are at a point, oh, she's just going through a midlife crisis. And I hate that word crisis because I feel like it's not a midlife crisis. It's a midlife transformation. But people will make you feel bad because they don't understand that you're making changes or you're doing something different. And they, oh, she's just going through a phase. No, I'm actually going through a transformation that they may not understand, but it's good for me. And so they try to make you feel bad about that and call it a crisis. And it's not a crisis. You're not going through a crisis. It's a transformation. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, you run into that a lot, especially like with your family and stuff. Mm -hmm. Your family wants you to be safe. They want you to play it right. safe. And so when you drastically change your life, drastically change your ideas, your thought process, it, it's disturbing for a lot of people because mm -hmm. they don't understand why or how you were able to do that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's, it's generational too. You know, this day and age, you know, if you're born in the 70s, I'm 74. If you're born in the 70s, that's just how we were raised, right? That's just, you go to school, you get the education, you get a good job. Doesn't necessarily have to mean a job in your field, but this is just the way that your life is supposed to be set up. And so then when you realize, hmm, you're going off the beaten path and everybody's looking like, wait a minute, come back, come back, come back to familiarity. Like, no, no, I'm going down this path that never was taken before. And so they try to push their insecurities off on you. And then once you realize that's what's happening, then you kind of like, uh, I'll deal with you later, but I got to deal with me now type of attitude. And that's the kind of attitude I've taken. And I'm one oh, of mine. Can you imagine? Oh, man. That's, yeah, especially down south. When you yeah. start heading off, I'm from Texas originally. And uh, once you start heading off that beaten path, <laughs> <laughs> you just, you can imagine, I can imagine what they're telling you. <laughs> so uh, if you could give a piece of advice to a brand new, somebody who decided to pivot their life to mm -hmm. transform from their day to day and take a, that leap of faith, what would be the best piece of advice you could give them? Homework, research, research, homework. <laughs> um, and then put a plan of action into you start start taking steps either a plan of action but for me i think that if you do the research you might find what you think you want to do may not be for you or you might find that what you thought you want to do was the best thing for you i'm a big research person and i'm, I'm a big information um so sometimes we think we want something until we actually realize what it is and i always say be careful what you ask for because you just might get it but if you are if it's something that you're very curious about, then I would say do your research and mind map a strategic plan. One of the things I learned when I got into entrepreneurship is you're going to get information coming from every direction. Everybody's telling you. But when you start developing your vision and how you want to move and how you want to run your business, then you cannot stray away from that. Even though somebody is going to tell you it's not going to work. Well, for somebody at work, because you're getting different, you're getting, it's not working over here, but then you're getting it's working over here. And once you start doing your research and you develop what works best for you and what will bring you joy, because you don't want to go from a worker bee that's unhappy to an entrepreneur that's even unhappier. My goal is to stay in a happy space, right? So I don't want to go into a business or go get into business that doesn't make me happy and smile to get up the next day. So I would say do your research and then create a mind map, which I like mind mapping because you can take any problem and then you can slowly break it down. And then once you break it down, then you create an outline of how to maneuver during the process. So for me, research, uh, homework, mind mapping, and then, and then when you've done all of that, find somebody in the field that you're currently interested in and start either following them, reach out to them and say, hey, I'm interested in this line of work. I see that you're doing A, B, and Z. Do you mind either coaching me or allowing me to uh, be a mentor? Um, you can start off free with the SBA or you can go right to the source. I, I was, 
it was, I, I took a difficult path because I went straight into a coach because like I said, so many people were coming and, and so much information is like, I want to do that. Yeah. They're talking my language. She knows it. And then you meet these people. And a lot of times they're in the same, they're just a stage above where you are in the process. So you have to understand that when you do your research and you have your homework there, no one can hit you with an unknown um, piece of information that you didn't know about. No one can fool you. No one can just take your money. I spent thousands on coaches. Oh, absolutely. That that goes back to that old saying, you are the sum total of five people you hang out and you spend mm -hmm. the most time with. Yeah. And if you're filling your social circle with people who all have different ideas on the mm -hmm. same path, you're going to achieve more than if you're, well, mm -hmm. hanging out with the same old, same old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Um, recently, and I don't know, I don't, I don't want to like become a jibber jabber, but I, I was talking to one of my coaches because I, I, I've got a coach. I still got a coach. And I say, you know, I remember going back as a child, Tom and Jerry I used to love Tom and Jerry. I say, but if you take the Tom and Jerry and say, am I the mouse or am I the cat? Right? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm attracting my community, then I am looking, I'm the cat looking for the mouse. But am I the mouse and the people in that community is looking for me? And so then I realized I'm the mouse in my equation currently because everything that I've been bringing around me is how to build my business. So now I have to become the cat and start going after my clients. So you have to determine who you are in the equation in the beginning of your business. And right now I'm being hunted because I am, people are trying to help me build my business. But once I pivot out of the building stage, which I'm not building it anymore, but once I get confident enough where I don't need that help, then I become the cat in the equation. And I know that's kind of weird to think about it, but if that's you think about it. Perfect. <laughs> that's a perfect visualization on uh, well, life in general. Right. If you're not the cat, you're the mouse. You know? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to get back to something you said earlier. You said uh, dream board. Uh, so mind mapping. Mind mapping. That that yeah. mind mapping. So what you're doing is you're taking the overall goal and breaking that overall goal down into individual bite-sized steps in order to achieve it. Right. That's uh, the last there's a word for it. It's the ladder of success. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So with doing that, what was your overall goal? What is your goal? Well, my overall goal was to not get overwhelmed with the bigger picture. Um, understanding what the bigger picture is, but breaking it down to where it's attainable. Because burnout is real. Imposter syndrome is real. And a lack of confidence is real. And I had somebody who was very successful tell me, and she was very matter of fact. And for her to be matter of fact, was I was taken aback. But she said, imposter syndrome is only lack of confidence in your capabilities. Because when you see other people doing what you're doing and they're so far advanced or so far ahead of you, or they look like they're, they got it all together, then you start to retreat because you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so far away from where I should be. And then you feel like I can't compete. But when you mind map and you say, this is my business, and these are all the different branches of my business that I want to accomplish. 
And then you start taking those branches and then you start breaking those branches down. And as, and as little as you have to break them down, it's easier as the obstacles will come that will be presented when you go through that period or that stage in your business. So for me, I started a program. I created this program. Um, it's like a, it was a five day challenge, but it was how to uh, start the mind mapping process because a lot of people want to start businesses or want to pivot at this stage in their life and they don't know what to do or what they're good at. So really what you're going to start doing is taking inventory of who you are as a person. Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert, right? Are you, when you walk in a room, do you command the crowd or do you walk in a room and do you kind of stay back and, and watch people? Those personality traits will help you with the mind mapping and then asking your friends or people that are closer to you, how do they perceive you when you walk in? Not how you dress in or any of that, but personality. Because people who are around you are brutally honest and sometimes it's eye opening to see, oh, she's good at that. You're not so good at that. So then you start breaking down those mind map personality traits, and then what it is that you want to do. And then you can still do it, but you have to figure out the best way to um, bring it to life. Because for me, I try everything once. Like, uh, you can't just tell me you're going to do something for me and I haven't researched it already. If somebody asked me the other day, okay, Felicia, I need your pixel code. And I'm like, hmm, write that down. <laughs> I start researching <laughs> what is that? And then I start looking at YouTube videos. So then I know the right questions to ask. So you start off with an, a self-assessment of who you are, who you're, who around you perceive you to be, and then you mind map from the goal, the ultimate goal, and you start breaking it off. And I found it to be very interesting in a science. So when I created my program around it and the people that took the, uh, the first time I presented it, um, it wasn't a boring presentation. Everybody was excited about it. And at the end of the five days, they were able to get a very clear picture of who they are and what they wanted to do. They, they went from not knowing to actually having a good idea of where it is they wanted to go. Yep. Absolutely. That uh, gaining confidence in yourself is, mm -hmm. is definitely one of the most important uh, aspects of any entrepreneurship uh, program. Uh, so, in, in your line of work, who is the ideal ideal client for you? Um, the ideal client for me is somebody who is ready, willing, and able to take a leap. Um, somebody who is newly divorced, who wants a change. Somebody who is an empty nester, who's used to taking care of other people and doesn't realize that they self-care is important. Um somebody who's ready to, to leave where they've been because they've been unhappy for years. So I really would like to work with people and women or, cause I'm a woman, I don't know what it is to be a man. So I can only say, I, I wanna work with people who are starting over or wanna, wanting to start over and don't know how, or don't know where to begin the process. That's what I wanna do because you may not never understand uh, how important it is to care and self Self-care is very important. And you just have to start with wanting to be happy and wanting to change. That's what that's what I look for. Yeah, that's uh having somebody find find another person that's willing to support them when they're going throughout that difficult transitionary mm -hmm. period is is monumental for any self-growth or mm -hmm. self-government. 
Um, so within this idea, this business paradigm that you've laid out, how how do you attract more clients to you? Like, what do you do? Well, for me recently, um, and see, that's another part. So for me, understanding how I want to show up to the world, right? And I mostly, I get on Clubhouse. I do a lot of Clubhouse rooms. I do a lot of podcasting rooms um, because I want you to hear my voice. Um, I want to show up that way first. I don't necessarily want to be on camera all the time. Now I will get on Instagram and Facebook. And I, and I remember being on Facebook years ago, but I hadn't been on there. So now I'm relearning all of this stuff. And I always tell people, Everything change. Only two things that I know for certain is that changes is time, that you can't uh, time and technology. I always say two T's: time and technology. Those are the only things that constantly are changing and evolving. So I had to determine how I wanted to show up, and I love audio and I love podcasting, um, and I want you to understand my voice and hear the passion in it before you see me. Um, another thing is finding the topics and speaking to people who are struggling with those topics, right? So so I had a clubhouse room the other day and it was like, I'm 40 plus and I'm stuck, how to get unstuck, right? Mm -hmm. And so I really wanna like tap into the, the topics that people my age are dealing with um, and make sure that I'm staying on on topic to, a, to let you understand that I am where you are or I've been where you are. Like I want relatable topics. I don't wanna just like, blurt out information. I, I really want you to understand she knows what she's talking about because I've done the research. I can help you. I want to, you to walk away from working with me and say, you know what? She's good. You know, and I really feel good about that. I've always felt like I really wanted people to get a good vibe from me and good, good energy and say, you know, I, I trust her. I just, because that's the type of person I want, I would want to work with. Right. Um, and not somebody just feeding me anything. You know, I'm going to give you straight facts. I'm going to give you the facts. That's a that's an issue that a lot of entrepreneurs wind up running into is how to be personable, how to be relatable to their clients, how to be relatable to other individuals. It's honestly a skill set that if you have not mastered, you're going to stand outside that circle. You're going mm -hmm. to you're not going to attract very many clients. You're not going to be able to make the sale because you are not relatable. You are seen as being a step above or a step higher on this mm -hmm. metaphysical uh, pedestal mm -hmm. that nobody can broach. Right. So learning that ability to be personable and to be seen as, okay, she knows what she's talking about, but at the same time, she's been where I've been. She's seen what I've seen. Mm -hmm. She understands me on that deeper level. That's more liable to gain you a sale or gain you a new client mm -hmm. than anything else in the world honestly. Um, so pivoting away a little bit, ideally in the next 12 months to a year, what is your goal for revenue? What is your goal for your business? Well, for me, I really want to do, I really want to start uh, being in large, in front of large people speaking. So I want to get some, um, motivational speaking um for me you know I, I mean i like group coaching uh i like being in, in a group because i can 
feel the energy. So I would like to be like, uh, create a community where we can hold each other's hand through some of the processes. So I would like to create more group coaching um, rooms, uh, paid room subscri subscription rooms. I don't know if that's gonna be on um, Patreon or subscription through Facebook or a YouTube uh, subscription channel. Uh, again, I'm learning new technology just like everybody else, but I really would like to start really getting some um, corporate speaking gigs and motivation, motivational speaking. I don't want to say gig. That, that says my age when I say gig. Okay. <laughs> uh, motiv motivational speaking projects where I'm going in and I'm speaking uh, to maybe a group of women who's struggling in finding their way in a new era with business or um, to help assist in that manner. Like I want to tell you that your lack of, of um, your imposter syndrome is real and let's tackle it. I want to talk about how to get through some of those feelings of inadequacy when you're starting over, anxiety, depression. Uh, I really want to talk about how it is to pivot, how it is to go through um, a transformation. So I really want motivational speaking. I really want to do some kind of commun uh, my community, build my community subscription group, uh, my programs. I have some workbooks coming out to help get through some of these processes if you don't really want to work with a one-on-one. -on -one. um, and if you want one-on-one -on -one with me, you definitely can reach out to me and do that. We can work on that. But my goal is to see transformations. And I, I really don't know uh, how big this could be. I just want to just continue to grow it and build on it and and let my my movements speak for themselves. So I want referral. I want people to say, you know what, we got to work with her. You know what I'm saying? I, I want people to really say, I really want to talk to her, you know. So um, I'm working on a lot of things when it comes to growing my business. I also have another um, business I got going on. So it's a lot that I'm doing. Uh, but as far as and I'll just tell you a little bit about Fila Rue. So um, prior to the pandemic, I was uh, doing a lot of research because I told you I was planning on leaving early anyway. And so I had been researching. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a tuk-tuk. So they're in Italy. And the tuk-tuk is like this mini little truck that um, people were converting. They were either converting them into uh, little coffee shops little uh, or um, mobile bars or just display. And so I purchased one and I had a conversion. And um, so I have a mobile taps bar uh, that I've been working on and, and, and in Louisiana and I'm trying to do here in Georgia and Louisiana. So I have a couple things going on, but as far as the Felicia Marie motivates, I really would like to get more into speaking, um, more about what I'm passionate about and um, building my community and maybe having a subscription group where we can support each other. Not necessarily like to um, sometimes I feel guilty about talking about money because I didn't, I, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I just got to look at success differently. Like my success looked different from everybody. So. I know it's a touchy subject. I'm going to have to work on that. I'm going to have to work with my coach on that. <laughs> if you were able to achieve that goal to expand, how would that affect your personal life? How would that affect your future? Um, it would just kind of make me in the future. I see books coming on the subject matter. I see, um, 
maybe more uh, in-person classes, uh, teaching other people about what I do and mind mapping and helping others. So I don't have children. I'm, I'm a single person. Um, as far as like a husband and kids, I don't have children. I do have a little dog now. I'm surprised he hasn't barked yet. Um, so for me, I would like to see more books. I want more uh, published books out there um, because the more people I help, I think the more I want to be like a, um, do I want to be famous? I don't know about that yet. But do I want to be known in the industry of peers who are well-respected and helping? I want to be known for that. I, I really want uh, people to say my name and maybe have a, a special on Netflix uh, talking about the subject matter or TEDx. Um, maybe I could see me doing TEDx. Uh, so the sky's the limit if you think about it. Now you're making me really kind of uh, think about what success could be like for me in the future in the next 12 months. But, you know, I take it one day at a time and I just kind of like stay and, and go with the flow and uh, let people's energy guide me and how to grow my business. And um, yeah, I really can't uh, say much other, much more than that. Well, thank you very much, Felicia. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, remember, y'all heard it here first. She's going to do big things. This has been... <laughs> Evolvepreneur, the After Hours Show. Stick around to hear a little bit more about Felicia after this.